to identify which location the person called, you know, he goes, this is, he goes, Liquor City, this is Florence. And then he was, he hung up the phone, he looked at me, and I was just standing there staring at the, he goes, I just realized that the guy probably thinks my name is Florence. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 22 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Michael, Anthony, and Steven. Hey fellas. Good evening guys. Good evening, fellas. Sorry, I just started laughing. That's all right. It's, it's a bad quality I have. It's good to be uh, back to socially distanced with you guys. <laughs> Last week we sat around a table, and apparently we took us two weeks to get over that. So, <laughs> just so we know, nobody—not two weeks—we didn't quarantine or anything for two weeks after. Uh, no, is your dog snoring? Yeah, the dog snoring was uh, probably a. Uh, was probably uh, too much to handle. For <laughs> yeah, it was a traumatic experience. And when you actually got to breathe the right strips out and you try to put them on the dog, uh, that became too much I mean, to if me. we want, I can probably, you know, on this episode, call my wife and we can go live to the house. And I can promise you he's snoring away again right now. So <laughs> just like he does for 20 hours a day. I, so. I need that sleep schedule. But, um, yeah, but we didn't see each other because I was actually... On vacation, so I know you guys are headed out of town sometime soon here, a couple, like a week or so, maybe, but um, I was down in North Carolina on my annual family vacation. It was really nice to be down there because we missed it last year, of course, because of COVID, and of course, just like I told you guys when I talked about Ohio, whenever I travel with family to see family, I'm always bourbon hunting. And so North Carolina is a tricky state because it's the ABC stores and they are state controlled. And sometimes that can be a great thing, but a lot of times it's not so good. And the first year, or the I should say the second year that I was bourbon hunting down there, the first year I didn't really know what I was doing, but the second year I was down there, we caught some you know 1.75 liter bottles of Eagle Rare, some McKenna, um, Ancient Ancient Age, some of the fun stuff that you can't get in every state, but stuff that was good. And so I went back there with high hopes, but I will just tell you guys this. Just like my trip to Ohio, going to North Carolina, things were a little bit bare. You could tell that things had been picked over. You could see the spots on the shelf, like where they had like 1792 foolproof, Elijah Craig barrel proof. A lot of things you could see the tags for, but the shelf was empty. That's Yeah. And so I quickly was like, oh, man. This is too good to be true. I thought, like, you know, the two-year gap, maybe I'd come back and it'd get better, but it, it didn't seem to get uh, any better. But I still had a great time with family, and I did come across some interesting whiskey. So I saw a 35-year-old Canadian whiskey called J.P. Weiser. 35? Yeah. That's, I, I mean, the barrel when I was three years old. Right? You see that, and you're like, 35 years old, you know, i got to, like, look at this. But I have no idea what it is. So I start, you know texting people, whiskey friends, people that I might know that are on podcasts and on Instagram. And everyone's like, no, I've never heard of it. But one prominent whiskey critic, who I won't name, said, go buy those bottles. And so I did buy them. And um, when I bought them, the clerk told me they'd been on the shelf for three years. Three years? Yeah. He said they'd sat there for three years, and he kind of chuckled and was like, I hope you enjoy them, buddy. And I was like... So okay. Like Thirty-eight years old. Exactly. Man. And so when I sent that, uh, I sent a message back to the person who told me that I, you know, to buy them. And I said, you know, the clerk kind of laughed at me and said they've been on the shelf for three years. And this person's response was, "Man, people just don't know whiskey." So I'll be excited to open one of those bottles. I haven't opened them one yet, but um, 
be nice to try it out and see if I did find kind of a diamond in the rough that I didn't know was there. So I'm not I'm not massive on Canadian whiskey. I started on it, but um, I'm interested to try that. So I'm really excited. Uh, I got two questions about it. Uh huh. How was the color being 35 years? It actually is not very dark, considering. And I tried to read up on this whiskey. I couldn't find out a lot about it. The, the only thing I know is they produced it two years and it's been discontinued. So it's I don't know much about the company. Wow. It's something that maybe maybe we should explore. They put the a lot of effort into a 35 year and then close it for two yeah. years. Two years, right? I was going to say maybe we should review that. In it's, the like future a, it's like it's like yeah. putting a bourbon bar on a bypass in a little town. You know, throw all that. Uh, <laughs> you know, you throw all that uh, effort into it, and then it's going to end up closing because nobody wants to drive onto a bypass. Well, you you never know. I mean, I'm not I'm not quite sure what you're even talking about, nah, but you know, just, that's what I would do. I would do that, but. <laughs> Oh. And I guess we can, the second question. What's the second question? Yeah, I guess we can do. Uh, we can compare it next to Crown and see how that goes. That's right, right. <laughs> we should try because you know Crown is the quintessential Canadian whiskey, it right? Is. You know, everyone's had. So, so were you in a? An, you went to an ABC in North Carolina. Was it like a, like a tourist town, like a beach town, or was it like kind of okay. you know kind of. In no man's land. Small beach town. I don't want to give the exact location. Right, because, but it wasn't. You know, I don't want all of our fans of our podcast coming down and mobbing me when I'm on my vacation every year. Well, but of no, course not. No. Very, <laughs> very small, uh, very small beach town, in North Carolina. Three ABC stores within a 18 mile radius, maybe. And so, not more than a 20, 15, 20 minute drive between each. And most of them had the same stuff and the same results i'm just saying that because i've been one time i went to an abc store in north carolina and it was in Asheville. okay so pretty good sized city you know and i think they only have one or two you know in in that city so obviously i didn't see anything there you know because it's all going to be pretty picked over when you're hitting up one in a pretty big city like that especially a touristy city yeah i think other than the ancient ancient age that was the only thing i had had any luck finding there yeah so I just wonder what like it'd be like in a, you know, tiny little town or something. Maybe you can. Well, like I said, maybe things sit there a little longer. It was fruitful, and obviously with these bottles sitting there for three plus years, and like I said, a person telling me they were good, good stuff to buy. Obviously, things fly under the radar there in that that city more than others in that town. But I will say this: where we were at North Carolina, you had to cross through mostly in South Carolina, so very southern North Carolina. So most of the trip was in South Carolina. There was a small liquor store right before we got to basically on a North Carolina, South Carolina border. And <laughs> I went in there. Yeah, and a fireworks stand, I bet. Oh, right by a fireworks stand. I can they guarantee had, you in South Carolina, there's fireworks stands. I walk, yeah, I walk in right there. On the borders. <laughs> great, great bottles, right? They got Four Roses Small Batch Select. They got Blanton's. They got Weller Antique. They got Special Reserve. And I'm like, oh, there's a store. Prices though, what do you think those things are priced at? Like, you know, well, my guess is being right across the border, they're gonna get that. Yep, yeah. yeah. What oh, I can't Buffalo get it in North Trace. Carolina, you can get it here, but yeah. you're gonna pay a lot. Yeah, Buffalo Trace 1.75, a big ball of Buffalo Trace was $110. A Blanton's 750 was 150 bucks. I think OWA was 170 And I, I, I chatted with the liquor store owner and I just said, like, Man, there's some great bottles up there. You know, what, what do you think? And he's like, people complain all the time about the prices. He's like, but then when they realize they can't get it anywhere else, they come right back here and they buy it. So, can't blame the guy. I wasn't buying from him, but he knows what he's doing over there. And um, 
you know, without disclosing his store name because I don't want go, people going and hating on the guy. Like, um, a lot of people were jealous of those bottles when I was in the store. They were like, oh, man, but I'm not paying that much. He's like, somebody will. You know what? Somebody will. That's yeah. right. And that's people around here, especially in Lexington, they make fun of. They're like, oh, don't go buy, patronize that business that are selling those bottles for so high. I'm like, they don't care about you. Yeah. Like, they've got two bottles of Blanton's at $150, and guess what? He's going to sell them both, and it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, he, he's not exactly trying to build a customer base, right? right? That's right. You know, yeah. Some dude's coming in for a Keeneland race, and he's going to, you know, or a basketball game at UK, and he's going he's gonna to buy them, and they're going to be gone. So it doesn't matter. So exactly, exactly. Guess what? It doesn't do him any good. Yeah, no doubt. But you know what? Like, Just like you were talking about. Uh, crossing over the border it's like Ohio and Kentucky you know you get into Covington and, and Kentucky and all of a sudden you can see every bottle you want but you're going to pay for it right across the river you know no doubt you know it's like oh man right over there that bottle would only be $55 by law but you know they also won't ever have it either and that's a tough thing now because I feel like I thought that the bourbon boom would sort of cool off a little bit or that maybe people wouldn't be as crazy as they are about collecting but one difference between my last trip to North Carolina to this trip was there were a lot more people standing in the bourbon section staring at bottles than, than than previous trips. I mean, I remember the time my brother and I went in and both grabbed two bot like 1.75s of Eagle Rare. They were just sitting on the counter and nobody even cared to look at them. So pretty crazy. All right. So just real quick, this is a story I thought of about um, a liquor store in uh, northern Kentucky that I stopped at ah. uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's called Liquor City, all right? And nice people. It was great. It was, you know, nothing bad, nothing nothing bad about the store or anything. But they have two locations, apparently. So I stop at one, the one in Florence, all right? And the guy answers the phone, all right? And he, he realizes when he answers the phone how he answers the phone. He called, He goes, to identify which location the person called, you know, he goes, this is, he goes, Liquor City, this is Florence, and then he was he hung up the phone. He looked at me, and I was just standing there staring at. Him. He goes, "I just realized that the guy probably thinks my name is Florence." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I thought it was too when you answered the phone like that." I was like, "That's kind of funny." He goes, "Yeah, I just realized that too." So that's funny. Anyway, he should answer the phone. Liquor City, Florence. No buttons available. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think that's probably what he gets tired. I think that's probably, that's probably what he gets tired of saying is like, "No, we don't have lands." They did have it, but they're they're in a reward system. You had to spend like a thousand dollars to get a blend. So you mentioned Eagle Rare. That fall right into this week's bottle. I'm liking that. So this week we got an Eagle Rare store pick. The distiller is Buffalo Trace. The bottle date is 2020. And like ABV, of course, is Eagle Rare, 45% or 90 proof. It's aged 10 years. This is Buffalo Trace's mash bill number one. The MSRP is $29. But as you guys know, the price of Eagle Rare is variable. We still have local places here that do sell their store picks for the same price as the standard MSRP for Eagle Rare. But most of them, usually, when they have them, they jack them up to like 60, 70 bucks sometimes. Um, and everybody laughs at them, but then they go buy those. And picks. then they all bought them yeah. anyway. People are coming in on two wheels to buy them at the store anyway. Yep. I like the Eagle Rare bottle. When I first got into bourbon, I didn't really like it because it just kind of looked like a wine bottle. But you know what? The more I look at it now, I think it's I think it's a pretty cool looking bottle. You know, it's got the eagle on it. Of course, this has the uh, has the sticker on it for being a pick. This one is from Val U Liquors. Val U. Val U. Nice letter U. Val U. I know that kind of sounds like the 
save a lot of liquor stores, but um, I know nothing about it. I do know it's in Owensboro, Kentucky. But it looks like it. It's also said it was hand-selected by Harlan Wheatley uh, for value liquors. So um, it was probably picked sometime during COVID, so they weren't able to get down there and do it. But anyway, it is a 10-year, like you said, 10 years. It's now on the back of the bottle, which I don't know why that matters. People go crazy over the ones that had the uh, 10 years on the front. It's now on the back. It's still 10 years, right? So exactly, whether but it's on the front or the back, it doesn't matter. It's like the guy that graduates last in his class in law school is still a lawyer, right? <laughs> but you've got to be the whiskey conspiracy theorist. And the whiskey conspiracy theorist said they moved it from the front to the back because they're eventually going to move it off the bottle. And it's no longer going to be. Oh, tense. so it's like they're like. Yeah, it's like moving, moving, yeah, gradually moving, moving it to the back of the, the room bottle. until eventually, you know what? You can't be in this class, yeah. you know. But, but I, there's been no validity to that. So the next one's going to be like on the bottom, you know, or, <laughs> yeah, like, or under the cap, like you know how you used to used to open like the Mountain Dews and see if you want something, you know? <laughs> oh yes, I got a ten year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's good solid cork. It's a uh, Stephen pointed out. It's a nice solid Buffalo Trace bottled cork. The yeah. foil on top. Got a little uh, American spirit to it. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It talks about uh, the, the nation's the the cornerstone of the birth of our nation. Then it goes mm-hmm. into a story about Eagle Rare and how that's tied into it. Then <laughs> down here in the corner, there's one little thing that says Joe C. I don't know what Joe C. is, but like it's somebody's name. It just says so, Joe. The music group from the '90s. Joe C. That's uh. So the name of the eagle? Little Joe. I don't know. Don't see it. Maybe it is. You know what? Maybe that's, that's the mascot. Right. Maybe that's the mascot. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a ninety proofer though, right? Is this? You guys might know this. I don't. I I really don't know. Is this? This is the same bottle the BTAC bourbon comes in the, the antique collection. Is it the same bottle or not? I think it probably is. It, it looks like it. It looks really close. But is that the only other Buffalo Trace product that's not? Is is in the antique bottle? It's not an antique. It collection. has the. I mean, it has the same foil on top. Had that nice. Yeah. Really nice um, foil. On the top, uh, like the uh, E.H. Taylor's they kind of like slant in a little bit more, don't they? They're they're similar, but they're they kind of like yeah cut in a little bit towards the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah, they're not like completely straight up and down like that. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I don't know either. Like I said, I, I wasn't I had no interest in these kind of bottles when I first got into it because to me they didn't they didn't impress me. But you know what? The more I the more I look at them, the more I think I I think I like them. You know. The etching on the front's nice. Oh, it is. No, yeah. it, no, it's it's solid. I like it. I bought bought one of these a couple of years ago. Not not a pick, but uh, an Eagle Rare. Got it at, at Rite Aid. You know, uh, I was looking for a Christmas gift for um, custodian at my work, and I knew he liked bourbon, so you know, I always bought them just some makers or something. And then I was up at up at Rite Aid right before Christmas, and they had some sitting out. And I was like, oh man, I'm for twenty five dollars or 26 dollars at that time yeah it's like i'll get him a nice christmas gift so he, he was he was impressed oh yeah when i moved here now i would never do that for him because exactly. i don't like him that much I mean, <laughs> if i see it now i'm keeping it for myself yeah i was gonna say when i moved here eagle rare was like the ultimate uh take a bottle to a friend's house get a gift because it was you know 25 bucks i mean so you know, you guys are being around the area longer. I've probably seen a little bit more than I had, but I know that I always would see it. And that, even though we talk about the eagle on the front, the actual logo, like the lettering, Eagle Rare, right on the front, there was recently the Colonial Golf Tournament, and a gentleman by the name of Jason Kolkrak, who actually is from my hometown, uh, he has a sponsorship through Eagle Rare, and so he had that logo on his shirt 
uh, right on his sleeve, and he won the golf tournament, and that got a lot of play. Oh, nice. A lot of play in the bourbon groups, a lot of people talking, like, because nobody knows who he is. <laughs> so they're right. like, who's this guy, and how much whiskey does he get a year? I don't, like, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know how much or if he reaps the benefits of having that sponsorship, but I know that people really, like, took screenshots, posted that online, and that, that, that logo was prominently displayed on his his shirt sleeve. So that was a probably a pretty big win for a Buffalo Trace. Excellent win for him, but I mean, for them too, from a marketing standpoint. So that's where all the Eagle Rare 17 goes. <laughs> Maybe, right. He, he gets it all. <laughs> this is like the one thing, like you said, that for 25 or $30, you know, and it was pretty pretty regularly on the shelf for, for quite a while. Now it goes a little, little, people go a little crazy over it. But, yeah. you know, this is the one that people are always like, oh, well, this is my daily sipper. Like, you know, whatever, dude. Well, you're daily sipper, you know? Sit around and drink bourbon every day like yeah. that. Pour it in a sippy cup for your kid. Exactly. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, that, that gets on my nerves. That's yeah. On my, I, it's on my list. You know, I, I'm you. creating a list of terms and <laughs> sayings and things like that in the bourbon world, and my daily sipper is on my list. <laughs> that could be a new thing. That could be a new segment. You could be like, you just made the list. That's right. You just made the list. Just daily like, sipper. yeah, there you no. go. Exactly. Well, you know what? Just like the old Chris Don't Jericho. ask for my liver in 50 years when you... Uh, <laughs> When you've had your daily <laughs> sippers, you know, right. Right? you've been drinking bourbon every night. Guys, should we go for our first notes? Absolutely. God, something about this, without saying exactly what it is, just screams bourbon. You're just like, this is what I want bourbon to smell like. I think we said that in another one, but this is like exactly what you think of when you think of bourbon. I mean, it's just overwhelming caramel. Yeah. It's uh, caramel, nice balance of oak. I talked a little bit about uh, sweetness that I get that reminds me of, again, I know this is not going to balance with people, but wait, oak and caramel? There's like the coating that's on a chewy sweet tart. I kind of smell here in the nose. What else are you guys thinking? I mean, that's it for me. That's it? Just, just get it's a good, pleasant smell. It's just really a, it's the caramel, and, the caramel really. and oak. and Yeah, color-wise, I mean, I feel like, pretty light. I feel like I get a little butterscotch and maybe a hint of marshmallow, but I don't know if I do or not. But. No, you do. I'm smelling it. I smell a little butterscotch. I don't know about the marshmallow, but um, I definitely smell the butterscotch, and I definitely think that no uh, alcohol burn at all. I could nose this all day and not not choke or cough. <laughs> Go with that. Let's go for our sips. I mean, I'm just smooth, no burn. Yeah, smooth. It's a lot better than I thought it than I remember it being. I guess. Yeah, it's wanna, been a long time since I've had it. Yeah, I want to say it's been, I think, well over five years since I've had this. Wow. Yeah. It's not been that long for me, but I definitely pick up right away like a very light honey note mixed with that oak. It's not as much, I guess, it's weird because I smell the caramel, the butterscotch, but what I'm getting on the palate is a little bit more of like an oaky honey note. So what else is in the uh, mash bill number one in Buffalo Trace? What's another? Stag Taylor, Stag Junior, Buffalo Trace benchmark i like stag a lot and that's why i think i like eagle rare because i'm a big stag stag junior kind of guy and the eagle rare of course at 90 proof you're gonna get a lot more muted flavors because stags and stag junior typically between 116 and 140 something proof (laughs) right so when you're getting that out of the barrel it's a little bit different but uh this is definitely pleasant a lot of levels i mean if uh i didn't have to go anywhere tonight i'd probably drink half this bottle sorry michael oh uh, no go ahead drink it all i mean, it, I mean save some for me it's my daily sipper so there you go yeah it's your daily sipper right? tomorrow but you know, <laughs> in an hour and a half it'll be tomorrow so i can just you know 
Exactly. Did you guys notice that people will sometimes pay more on the secondary for picks that say selected by Harlan Wheatley? And I've listened to enough podcasts and done enough research to know that when it says like, you know, a Knob Creek pick is selected by Fred, Fred, no, you know what I mean? It's not like it's usually just the distillery deciding what. It's kind of the generic. Uh, yeah, it's very generic. But then there's people that actually are like, oh, yeah, I want the one that says picked by Harlan Wheatley. I doubt. You know, he was out there like, oh, yeah, send this one to Value Liquors, right? Well, I imagine the like guy that. that's in charge of the place isn't going to admit that some of them suck, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. You know, so, yeah, yeah so I think they're all going to be pretty good, but, you know. I would hope so. What do you think, Steven? You would pay extra money for a Harlan Wheatley pick? <laughs> I was thinking in my head, I mean, if if no one's tasting him, what's the difference to them just grabbing a random case off the assembly line and sticking stickers on it? They don't know. Especially that's with, true, like, right? I mean, this is, this is Eagle Rare, so it's different, but, like, Especially like a Blanton's that's already a single barrel anyway. Like, yeah. what does it really even matter? Like, you know, I mean. Because everyone's going to be different. Yeah, they're all the one that you get here. And what you said is going to be like, you know, they want to want the vanilla version. The distiller's going to want the, the vanilla version of the uh, of the bourbon. So what's right. the point of just grabbing any old case and just slapping stickers on it? Uh, exactly. Well, I mean, that's probably the, uh, that could be the value, value in, in, uh, <laughs> in this one, you know. Well, I also think that's why in recent years, too, if you're paying attention to these picks, and I i don't, you know, for me, if I can get my hands on some of these picks, I'm excited to have them. But there's very few that I've had that are like what I call off-profile, and that's what I feel like, you know, barrel pick groups are going for. So it's like you're going for Eagle Rare. You don't want it to taste like Eagle Rare. the stuff you get off the shelf, right? So you want off-profile stuff. Same with blends. And... I've only probably I've probably had maybe two Eagle Rare picks that I've tried before this one tonight that I've you know and maybe one was a little bit off profile but they all kind of tasted similar to me. So I just wonder like are these like all ten years you know okay so so Stephen knows this too and I, I don't know it's probably not much of a secret amongst us but I kind of like the Buffalo Trace picks. Yeah, I've got kind of a you know little soft spot for those. Yeah, some of them are like eight years some of them are seven years some of them are six years you know like you pick those and they can vary you know quite quite a bit in, in years this one is just says age 10 years like it doesn't have there's no you know i wonder if can you get a 12 year eagle rare pick you know can you get a well i think are, are those ages just kind of like what they target for and then the profile is just how what i don't know i have no idea decides to take it up yeah, I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. Like, like this might be might have been matured at you know nine years, three months, or it might have been had to take eleven years, you know, six months. I don't, I don't know what it. I could be wrong, but wasn't the local restaurant that created quite a stir during the pandemic? Oh, they yeah. released with the three seven three seven fives of this Eagle Rare store picks. Didn't they claim eleven and a half years old? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I maybe think they, they might did. have. I'll have to go back and look and see. I think they claimed 11 and a half years old, so there definitely has to be variation. But again, I've never been in the store where they've said, I mean, a lot of stores do that now where they'll tell you the exact age of what they picked because right. Russell's is the same way, right? Russell's right. will just say whatever Knob generically. Creek will too. Yeah, same with Sanob Creek. So you have people. Cre- <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, mean, I wish, we had, we had I wish all you guys in the listening audience could have seen Steven's face uh, <laughs> when Michael said that. It was like a, a classic moment that if we had video going right now, you'd all would have laughed too. But, uh, so I feel like there's a correct the record kind of 
thing going on with these right. where they cannot all be just around 10 years old they got to nah, be a little bit shorter a little I'm bit sure some that. people the good the good companies or the good bars and, and stores get the get the good picks you know oh yeah so I was looking just real quick this I missed this on the uh, the back of the bottle and I thought about this my uh, my in-laws just got back from Maine okay and in Maine I could have gotten empty bottles go for 15 cents a piece Ooh. we could have taken everything that was in Steven's sink Send it up to Maine with my, with my in-laws and come back with like a dollar fifty. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we could live like kings, I mean, right? Is, I mean, we we missed out on a real opportunity there. I mean, that was that was our way of making money on this podcast. Dang, you know, ever since the uh, spring cleaning episode, I've been really cleaning up my cabinet. Oh, I I applaud you. Isn't it, isn't doesn't it make you feel good to open that cabinet up and see empty space in there? Yes, and no. I mean, you that, can easily fill it, but I can, yeah. I have quite the overflow from the cabinet to the to the counter. Yeah, I mean you're but, in a, more space for whiskey, Steve. That's true. We're getting ready to go on our trip. Got my passport. We're ready to go. Woo-hoo! I've, I've downloaded. I've not actually listened to probably the last five or six of our podcasts. That's why the numbers are low. That's why the numbers are low. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna binge it on the way on the way down to the to to Mexico on the flight. You know, our official gonna, spike. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna listen to them all down there. I'm gonna listen to a few of them down there so that we can get our numbers up in, in international waters. You know, the Spanish translation version of it down there. You know. Maybe we can get a, uh, a bartender on, on an episode down there. We can get some thoughts. See, you know, Steven's heads. I like that. Yeah. We don't have to actually do the episode. Just record his thoughts, yeah. you know, while we're down there. I love it. I, I'm all for this, just so you know. Well, you know. 110% endorsement. So, fellas, would you pass, try, or buy on the Eagle Rare? Well, I think I would buy. I mean, I always buy them anyway. Just when they come out, just to have... Somebody always wants one. So, I'm going to buy it and... I've got a uh, boss at, at work that likes Eagle Rare, so I'll, I'll always uh, at least sell it for him. But I'll, I'll buy one. I, I, I do think these have gotten, maybe I've changed, but I think they've gotten better. I, I wasn't impressed the first time, but, you know, I'm still not super impressed, but it's, it is really good, though. I'm kind of on the fence. It's good. I've enjoyed it. I know I have one bottle of my cabinet unopened. One aspect, I like it for the money, but this always comes out locally with us with a Weller Special Reserve, a Blanton's, a McKenna, and an Eagle Rare are always out there. And I would always feel bad if I ended up with an Eagle Rare. Yeah, it's definitely always the last one you pick if, you, if, right. if they're all there. Because I think I would obviously pick, for the price range, I'd probably pick the Special Reserve over this. So I think I'm going to be a try on this. I'm actually going to go looking through your house right now for that 10-year that you have on the front <laughs> label. Because, I mean, if it's got the 10-year on the front, it's got to taste better, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, got one extra note. What's uh, yeah, you know what's interesting about this uh, past trier buy is the fact that I did get off of Eagle Rare for a while. I was always a buy for a long time, and then I stopped buying it. Got off. It was almost like got off on it. Got off the Eagle Rare. Got off on it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you heard? Which which (laughs) train are we talking? No, come on now, (laughs) you guys. Um, I actually stopped buying it for a while. Then about six months ago. I started buying it every time I saw it, and it was because I really enjoyed the bottle. So I'm going to be solidly in the buy category tonight. It is no exception. I really like what I'm tasting. And again, if you can get this for close to the retail price, between 30 and 35 bucks, I'm going to buy it 11 times out of 10. Oh, yeah, that's another yeah, good point. Yeah. I'm not going to spend anything extra on this bottle. Yeah. No, well, that was, I was over than MSRP. Well, here, here's what I was going to say if I was going to throw a 
wet blanket on Steven's idea of trying it there. You know, the problem with Eagle Rare has gotten to the be where, like, if you want to try it, you got to try it at somebody's house. Uh-huh. Because it, it's a $29 bottle at the store, but if you're going to get it at a restaurant, it's going to be like 15 bucks. You know, because they know it's, it's reached that, like, upper level of what pours cost, you know? Yep. And so you're going to pay for, like, half the bottle in one pour at a restaurant. I honestly think it's that word rare on the bottle. You think and that, so? And that's what's like... So if it was equal plenty, there wouldn't plenty. this wouldn't be worth or equal nice, yeah. equal smooth, yeah, <laughs> equal malt. I don't know something. I just probably think, right. You know, listen to me. All roads go back to Buffalo Trace. At the end of the day, there's a lot of Buffalo Trace haters out there, but this is part of the reason why there's a lot of fans out there, right? Because you do have a ten year old bourbon, you know, similar even McKenna now. Look at McKenna's price. The price of McKenna, if you can get it near retail, is I think forty-two dollars now, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So even Heaven Hill for their ten-year-old offering that people kind of clamor for and go kind of crazy for, oh, they're already years. jumping the price yeah. here. You know what I mean? I mean? It's it used to be twenty-three dollars, just like Eagle Rare used to be twenty-five dollars. Yeah. So even in the race of of prices going up, they still have stood firm. I'd probably still pay forty bucks for this if it was forty bucks. You're gonna find them. Like that's yeah. the thing around here. You're gonna find them. Just got to be looking. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottle in the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat.